0: Welcome to the Save Par Golf Podcast, where two average golfers talk about golf and things. I'm your host, Eric. I'm Dominic. We are currently on episode 32, and we have a special guest on today. We have Ryan with All Access. If you don't follow him on Instagram, make sure to hit that follow button. They're a travel company that is designed for the avid golfer experience seeker. The Instagram handle is at All Access GTE. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on our podcast. No problem, boys. Happy to be here. Absolutely. We, we love travel. We love golf. So this could be the best episode yet. I love that. Well, you also got me an
1: average golfer. Um, I'm a below average golfer. Oh, same here. But that's, <laughs> same here. that's the beautiful thing about golf. We can suck at it and still enjoy it.
0: Absolutely. Um, we, we, uh, we had a, a chance to talk, uh, before we hopped on and super excited about this episode. There's so much to talk about. We said we could, we could talk for hours, but kind of want to get an idea of what All Access is all about and how it started, if you could just give us a little bit of the background.
1: Sure. Um, you know, I'm a former athlete, and when uh, the the career kind of fizzled out, uh, the chances of me continuing that path was no longer there. I had to get a real job. Um, and I got hired by some big company uh, based in London, and my job was basically just getting on the phone, pounding out cold calls. But I was selling sporting events, so for me it was kind of a, a good segue. Sure. So I was selling things like the Super Bowl, the Final Four, the Masters, U.S. Open golf, tennis, that kind of stuff. Um, and I fell in love with doing it. Uh, and candidly, it's the only job I've ever had. So uh, after a handful of years of doing that for the the other company, I started my own company, which is obviously all access. Um, and the first handful of years, it was really about the events. Uh, I'd say that that. It was probably 60, 40 golf to other sports, Kentucky okay. Derby and things like that. Were, were still pretty, pretty relevant for us. And then I went to watch the Ryder cup at Glen Eagles in Scotland. And wow. I played, I was not a big golfer, but I played my first round of golf overseas. And it happened to be at a little place called Carnoustie. And I absolutely fell in love with not only the game, but the game over there. Uh, so what ended up happening is I, I came home from that trip. And uh, the company that helped me do that trip, I ended up buying and merging it in with All Access. So currently, what All Access does is we have two arms of the business. One sells custom packages to sporting events all over the world. And it's not just golf. Uh, it's the Grand Prix of Monaco. It is you know, the rugby. Uh, you name it, we can do it. Uh, right. But there's a very heavy golf uh, push, clearly. sure. Um, so that the other arm of the business then does uh, custom bespoke trips. Uh, golf trips all over the world from Australia, New Zealand to South Africa uh, to the Mecca of golf, which is obviously Scotland and Ireland. Uh, So that's what we do on a daily basis. So the cool thing is I get to nerd out and talk about golf and sports every day. And when I take golf trips, I tell my wife it's for work.
0: (laughs) That's a bonus right there. So when you have these, uh, um, you get these clients or these customers Do you get to experience all these trips ahead of time or like, so you have something to talk about so you can like give them the deets, you know, of like, Hey, this is where you want to go. You know, it's funny. It's one of those
1: things where when I first got in the industry, I was selling events that I've still never been to. Um, And it didn't seem very authentic. And now with all access and obviously having control of my own, you know, my own business, I'd say that the majority of the people that are on the phones talking to clients and delivering these types of, of experiences to people have been there to experience it themselves. Um, now you don't need to play every top golf course in Ireland to be able to sell a trip to Ireland, mm-hmm. um, but it sure as hell helps. Absolutely. Uh, and especially again, when you can t- take a golf trip and say it's work. Uh, so yeah, we, we, most of us, the entire company is comprised of golf nerds, ex golf pros, guys that are members of the best golf clubs in America. Like we are a very, very heavy golf nerd business. Are you, where are you located? I'm right outside of Philadelphia. Um, okay. so I moved, I was a New York city guy for gosh, 16, 17 years. And my wife made me move to the suburbs. And, uh, so we live about 25 minutes, uh, just, uh, east of, of Philly. Um, and in golf terms, um, I'm about 25, 30 minutes away from pine Valley
0: where I'm sitting right here in South New Jersey. Oh, so you're not, you're not too far at all. Uh, are you uh, you were kind of mentioning all the different uh, employees. So as far as like business wise, is, is it considered like a small, small company or a large business? With
1: no, I think, employees? I mean, I think overall we're a small business. Um, you know, the fact is, is that pre pandemic, you know, there was a handful of us, you know, people that were, were kind of driving sales and we had some operational support staff. And what we have found is through the pandemic, it was the first time since I started the company that we were able to finally slow down and, and take a little bit of a look, you know, under the hood, so to speak. Sure. And we came out of the pandemic, a much stronger business than we were going into it, which is ironic being that we couldn't do any golf trips and we couldn't go any sporting events. Um, but you know, we we've grown uh, massively in the last two years. We've, um, doubled our revenue every year, the last couple of years, and we're on pace to double it again this year. Um, we've, quadrupled our staff, um, over the last 18 months. Um, in fact, we are moving into a new office cause we outgrew the, the existing office. Um, and you guys will be happy to know I'm putting in a full swing sim in the office. That, so that's if a I still yeah, that's a no, but here's the problem. If I still
2: suck after having a swing sim <laughs> in my office, I'm just going to start playing tennis.
0: <laughs> Pick up a different sport. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm convinced that being good on a simulator is very different than being good. Every, you know, Cause when you're in a simulator, there's nothing stopping you from having a, a weird lie or
0: yeah. You kind of always have the, a the weird gust of, of wind or right. unless you put a big fan out there.
2: That's yeah. You try it. That's true. I don't want to mess up my hair up
1: when I'm swinging.
0: That. <laughs> hey. um, you know, you're just talking about uh, COVID and, and how you guys have actually kind of been able to kind of almost hit the brakes a little bit and, and see has has the, since all like the travel restrictions have lifted, have you seen it just, has it been even busier than before
1: oh yeah i mean i think that uh golf right now is in the roaring 20s um you know i think that we have a 3 to 5 year window where golf is going to continue growing uh the game is growing inclusion and you know all the things that you see out there uh around the game of golf right now but it's also you know covid taught us a lot it taught us to not push off that that bucket list the the trip that I wanted to always take with my father that I probably won't be able to take anymore. I wish I had done it. Um, and I think that the, the, the pandemic really had people take, you know, kind of look at what's important and, and not push it off anymore. So I think the bucket list trips, the, I've always wanted to, well, screw it. Now I'm doing it. I think that's really there. Uh, the other thing that I I think people discount is for the people that kept their jobs during COVID, nobody spent money. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of companies and a lot of affluent individuals, there wasn't a lot to do. So I think people have a bit of a, you know, money burning a hole in their pocket right now. And, and truth be told, we can't keep up. Um, You know, we're, we're trying to hire literally every day trying to get new people in here because we just can't keep up with the demand. In fact, our biggest issue right now is that the inventory, everybody wants to go to Ireland, Scotland, and England to play
2: golf and getting the primo tee times is extremely difficult right now. So I work in the running industry, you know, in like a retail setting, um, track season just started marathon season starting here. And we're seeing a lot of the same issues with inventory. You know, people are coming in there buying two or three pairs of shoes at a time. And all of a sudden I don't have anything like immense 10. Yeah. Um, is that kind of like what's happening with you guys where it's like, Hey, we're selling everything hand over fist. And now it's like, now we're just kind of waiting, you know, cause that's, yeah.
1: I mean, oh. I think it's, it's a similar comparison. I think the big issue and, and when you really think about it is people in 2019 booked trips for the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, those didn't happen. So those trips were now rolled over to 2021, but throughout 2020, You're people 20. assumed the pandemic would be over for 2021. So they started selling tea times for 2021 as well. Mm-hmm. Well then now we have got two full years of tea times that didn't happen in 2021 until very late. So now two full years are now rolled over to 2022 and keep in mind that, you know, the the big three courses that are requested every day, we talk about Royal County Down, Royal Port Russian, Northern Ireland, which uh, you, you know, the photo there, you guys yeah. can yeah. obviously see that. that's, that's County Down. Um, and then obviously the old course um, of St. Andrews, St. Andrews. Uh, in Scotland. And St. Andrews is hosting the open. So they're shut down for almost a full month anyhow. So they've got two full years of tea times that were rolled over to it and they're shut down because of the open. Wow. So inventory is just a nightmare. So uh, you know, the advice I tell everybody is if you want to take that bucket list trip, and obviously it it's Ireland is generally number one, Scotland two, England three, and in, in the pecking order of where our people request to go. Instead of booking it, you know, nine months to a potential year in advance, you're booking it right now in hopes of getting a decent tea time in 2023 already.
0: So when you um let's say for example, me and Don, we, we want to take a trip out to, to Ireland. Yeah. We know we we're w- going to Scotland, Scotland. Okay. We <laughs> want to reach out to you. Yeah. What, what is, uh, so like, what is your niche as far as do you take care of the golf? Like we list maybe some courses or do you yep. take, how does that work? Like uh, so flights, everything, everything. That's a great, that's 11? a great
1: question. Um, two things. Number one is, is that we can do as much or as little as you need us to do. If that means you just want a tea time, cool. We'll give you a tea time. If you want everything with private chefs and celebrity appearances and a private jet taking you all the way to Scotland, we'll do that too. Um, the key for us is that we are not the typical tour operator. That's the the industry term for what we do. We're a tour operator. We're not that uh, we don't sell golf trips. We sell golf experiences. Um, and And I think that it sounds cheesy and maybe even a bit cliche, but I think there's a very, specific distinction here. Whereas a golf trip is a tee time. It is a hotel room and maybe it's some transportation. We don't do that. Depending on you, the people coming, is it couples? Is it golf center guys that just want to rip out their top 100 list? Is it people that want to do 36 a day? Is it an older crew? Is it a party crew? There's so many different nuances that we're going to plan a trip according to what your needs are. So you might think, you know, what you want, you know, we've got people come to us and say, Hey, I want to play old head. Then I want to go play port rush. I'm like, all right, cool. That's, you know, it's a six hour drive. You really want to do that in back-to-back days. So we have to really hold our hand. But the key to us is that when you go overseas, whether it's Ireland, Scotland, New Zealand, it doesn't matter golf is just a small part of what you're doing over there. I mean, the golf's what's bringing you, but it's the, the stories on the bus rides, it's the locker room environment. It's all the different nuances that every club that has to offer. It's the who's got the best halfway house and where'd you drink the most, um, you know, on the 19th hole. Um, you know, we'll tell you what pub to go to. We'll tell you what hole to take the best photograph from. So we want to create an entire experience, um, not just playing your golf trip. And I think that's the nuance. So if you guys called me for that trip, we'd really work through what's important to you. And we would build a custom itinerary based on that information.
0: Very cool. I I, I liked that. We were on your website kind of scrolling through and you know, you can pick which country you want to travel to very well laid out. Um, You can either request a quote, quote, excuse me, or it kind of just has a starting package of like, you know, yeah, a starting point. Um, what let's talk about maybe the, like the masters, for example. Right. So, um, I've been trying to get into the masters for, I mean, just like everyone else, yeah. lottery selection, you don't get selected. Um, Shocker. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much everyone else. Um, we want to have like the time of our lives, bucket list trip to the masters. Is that, how does that work? Like we want to play maybe a couple of courses around there. I know yeah. it's so hard to get out there. How, how does that work for you guys on, on that side? So,
1: so first and foremost, when you're talking about things happening down in Augusta, Georgia, you, you you gotta follow, there's so many rules and regulations about doing it the right way. Um, so you're always a little, you know, you know, you gotta make sure you're towing the line the right way. Okay. Um, so we help lots of people, um, a lot of people who win lottery, a lot of people who can go on and source their own tickets. Um, but we have, you know, a hospitality facility down there where we do food and beverage and we can supply the celebrity guests and, you know, my, my buddy, Steve Elkington, you know, the Australian golfer who is mm-hmm. one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. You know, he'll come in and, and have a drink with some of the clients and hang out. Um, we have tea times all over the area and there's some exceptional golf down there. Um, so we can basically build comprehensive packages, uh, for people to enjoy them themselves. Uh, but the ticketing, um, is a bit of a nightmare. Um, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no two ways about it. it it's a real issue. And, uh, Clearly uh, getting down there to enjoy that is something every golfer should experience at some point. Um, And uh, you know, we can try
2: to help as much as we can with that. So would you source the tickets or is that on the, um, the group per se? It it really, really depends Um, because again,
1: you want to follow all the rules and regulations (laughs) about what's happening there. Um, you know, we can help point people in the right direction. We can help, we can help facilitate everything from soup to nuts down there. Okay. Uh, but again, it, it's one of those things where you, you want to make sure that you're following the rules and Augusta national, uh, clearly has, uh, things to follow and we want to make sure that we follow them the right way. So, um, you know, the one thing that we we talk about is anybody who requests a quote or wants to buy something from us they're not buying from a website. They're not buying some cookie cutter pre-done package. They're going to get on the phone with, with one of our experts and really work a way to build from the ground up exactly what they want. So, you know, for any of those people that are interested in attending that, that golf tournament in Georgia, um, or anything (laughs) else, Yeah. um, yeah, you call us, we can go through it. We can help, we can help guide you the right way to make sure that, again, that you're, you're doing it the right
0: way. Um, is the, uh, the reoccurring business. Is that something that you guys have developed to like, like, for example, like I've taken a couple of golf trips. Most of the time I've used like an Expedia or price or whatever, but I yep. book all my trips through whatever. But if, if I'm going to put together like a, you know, a bachelor party or whatever, it might be just like a, a, a three-day golf trip. Yep. Are these, uh, you know, cause it's an experience. Like you said, you're not just doing the golf. It's a little bit of everything. You're kind of giving them the insight of where you should go. Maybe, um, do you get a lot of repeat business with that? Yeah, I'd say that pre-pandemic,
1: uh, God, I bet about ninety percent of our revenue was what we call legacy sales. Um, legacy sales are people that have used us uh, over a three-year window nonstop, basically. Hmm. Um, you know, whether that's somebody who books a U.S. Open tennis package, or whether it's somebody taking a golf trip to northwest of Ireland, it's irrelevant. The fact that they come back. Our retention rate, and I don't have the exact number, so don't quote me on this. So you can't fact check me. Oh, yeah, no. no um, right. But I'm pretty sure it's around 95, 96% of retention. Mm. Um, That's awesome. You know, part of that is the way we sell um, because we're not selling. We truly believe ourselves to be consultants. Um, And as a result of that, the transparency in that process it's hard to disappoint somebody who actually knows exactly what's going to happen at every minute of their experience. Um, And I will say our operations team here um, at all access does an absolute crazy good job of getting things prepped and going through with a fine tooth comb to make sure that by the time they get to experience, all they have to do is show up. They don't have to worry about any other details. So as a result, yeah, we retain, again, you know, 95 ish percent of our client base, uh, which is what hurt us in the pandemic. You can't repeat clients when they can't do anything. Absolutely. So we had to figure out what the hell are we going to do next? Um, and I think that's a real key attribute as to why we've grown so much.
2: I have a good one. I kind of just Uh-oh. thought about it.
0: <laughs> what <do> you got? <laughs>
2: Um, has anybody had a trip that made you jealous? Like you're like, man, I wish I would have done that. Or,
1: yeah, yeah, for
2: sure. Um some of them
1: are trips that we could actually build that I haven't done yet. Some of those are trips that I just haven't been invited to yet. Um so I, I think there's two kind of two categories. Uh we have a trip right now um that uh it's happening the October-ish uh where I think it's 16 guys are actually being hosted by Steve Elkington in Australia playing the best of Australia. I mean they're playing wow. Royal Melbourne, they're playing everything. Um, And I really love my family and don't want my wife to leave. (laughs) So that is one of those trips that I said I can't do. Um, But I'll tell you, I had a buddy of mine. um, This was last last fall, maybe. You know, had three days at Augusta. Um, Oh, I'm blessed. I've got to play a lot of wonderful golf courses, and you know, I'm not a list chaser by any means, but I've played a lot on that list. Uh, that one made me jealous. There's, I just there's
0: not too many people that that get to play that. So I,
1: yeah, it's uh it's one that, you know, I, I, I hope that one day I get the phone call. Um, I did get a phone call once on it. It was kind of a soft. Could you, um, and just, I was actually in Scotland. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, it was, I was in Scotland. So I, I physically couldn't. Mm. Um, so I, I needless to say, I never heard from that person <laughs> ever again. So,
0: uh, Waste management Phoenix open. That was crazy time this past year or just actually a couple weeks ago. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, you were there. I was,
1: yeah, we had that experience. Uh, well, first off the Phoenix open is, you know, I I do events for living and experiences for living and there's nothing that I've done anything that compares to that. I mean, Maybe, like, I don't like soccer, so please, so sorry to all the haters that love the game. I hate okay, it, but oh, no, I, fans, I, yeah. I went to Chelsea, Liverpool. That was amazing, like an incredible environment. Believe it or not, doing like a cricket test match is an insane environment, so much fun. But somehow the Phoenix Open is like all those things wrapped in one. It's like the Super Bowl meets Mardi Gras meets a country concert meets NASCAR meets the <laughs> Masters. It's, a, it's
0: all so yeah. Yeah, it's really
1: weird. So we have a lot of uh of our existing customers um that come down there. And obviously inventory is a huge issue because there's only so many tickets on 16 you can get. Um and uh, but we do everything from you know, we had hundreds of tea times and um, you know, the skyboxes on 16 and all that stuff. And a quick funny story. So I, I had a, a a client of ours who went for the very first time on Saturday. And on Saturday, I wasn't actually in the skyboxes for most of the day. I was actually entertaining at a, at a golf course. And, uh, obviously there was the hole in one and people chucking beers and it was, it was madness. Yep. So I had yet to meet this client. Um, so on Sunday I didn't have a big window, but I had about 45 minutes where I hopped over to the golf course just to go meet him and shake his hand and say, thank you for, for using all access. So I go up and and we literally, it's 10 AM, something like that, 10, 15. And, uh, he hands me a beer, you know, I guess you know, when, <laughs> when, when in go. Rome, yeah. um, so <laughs> we're standing there for like, I don't know, 45 seconds. And I told him, I said, you realize that your first time you've ever come to the Phoenix open, you saw holy one. Line, it was insane. One. Like that absolute mayhem. He's like, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. And as he says that we're literally sitting right against the rail. We're about 20 yards short of the green. Um, so I was probably, you know, 30 yards in real distance from, from the green. Mm-hmm. And you heard the the, the crowd start, you know, coming you know, to a crescendo, so to speak. And I look over and the ball goes in on Sunday teased, for the right? second. Yeah. The second hole in one happened on Sunday. So I looked at him, he looked at me, and this is a CEO of a huge business. I've met this man for 45 seconds and we looked at each other awkwardly. And then we both just chucked our beers onto the golf course. <laughs> it was, it was insane. And I basically said to the guy, I'm like, you realize that you're two for two, you know, next year, you're going to have a lot of pressure on you. Um, And I will tell you, it was the easiest sale I've ever made. Like the fact that that guy was coming back was, you know, a layup, but it was. I've never seen anything like it. And the coolest thing about all of it is that they had people ready to clean it up. (laughs) They had it clean within five minutes.
0: It's like a uh, crew in NASCAR. It was insane. <laughs> it was a picture. They have they yeah, have a picture of
1: picking up beers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it was intense. Next year is going to be even more insane, right? The Super Bowl is in Arizona.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. it was there now. Gosh, I don't know. for f- the pandemic's got my time frames all messed up. Like four or five years ago, the Super Bowl was there, obviously at the same time. The Phoenix Open always ends up being um, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday is when it ends. So yeah, next year is gonna be crazy. Um yeah, you know, the biggest issue with next year is the hotel costs. Whenever the NFL is coming into town, mm-hmm. hotels feel as if they can charge an extra 50%, if not more. Um, so uh we're actually helping clients do private homes, private accommodations next year a lot, uh, instead of going the traditional hotel route. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be insane. It's always insane. And to think it can actually even amp it up a little bit more is uh kind of <laughs> kind of terrifying.
0: It's I know. Non-golf related, what's probably your best uh experience other than golf so like whether you say that you did some oh yeah um that's a good question um any grand prix
1: i'm not a f1 guy by any means but man the f1 in austin there's a new f1 ha- coming into miami the there's canadian Grand. Grum- there's one I'm in sorry? tampa correct
2: uh i don't even know if there's one in tampa i know, I know there's miami I, I think there's one in Tampa, because that's when I've wanted to go to, just because really? I have family in Tampa. Yeah, it's always around spring break. Okay. There's the, yeah, there's one at Long
1: know. Beach that they do as well, but the the one that really stands out, obviously the Grand Prix of Monaco is is insane, but that's really a billionaire's playground, and I clearly have no, <laughs> I sh- I don't belong there. Um, but the one in in Montreal is is exceptional, but the Derby is exceptional. Um, but I'm a basketball guy, um, so for me a Final Four the seating sucks at a final four you know they they shouldn't have 80,000 people watching a basketball game it's just you know there's no good seats but it's hard to beat the environment of of a super bowl um so i'd say that's probably 1a or sorry of the final four that's a 1a and then 1b would probably be an olympics it the the grandeur and the scale of an olympics is overwhelming and i don't care if you're not a fan of gymnastics or equestrian or all the other sports that you don't care about It's incredible.
2: Um, So doing an Olympics is is pretty special.
0: Okay. I didn't didn't even think about that. So it's
2: not Tampa. It's St. Pete, which is like... Tampa's ugly cousin. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's it's make, make some it's, friends in St. Pete, buddy. Good job. Yeah. Well, My cousin used to live there and then they moved to Tampa. Now they're outside of Tampa. Um, yeah. I don't need to go to St. Petersburg. I did a fishing trip there. That was the extent of my St. Petersburg. Yeah. If you're going to
1: do an F1 in the States um, I think Miami and Austin would be the the two that, that are really primo. They're doing the, the F1 in Miami. I think it's the first time ever they're doing it coming up this year. Um, And it's going to be exceptional. I mean, obviously, all events in Miami are pretty solid.
0: I was going to ask you one other question. As far as like the other events, are most of those business related, or do just like let's just say like there was like maybe a, a group of four people that were trying to get Super Bowl tickets, or whatever it might be. Yeah. W, you know, the it's uh, a it's
1: a it's a question we hear every day. Um, no, we don't just sell to big corporates that spend you know hundreds of thousands of dollars doing these events we sell to the average joe too you know the beautiful thing about what all access does and and how we've tried to you know be a little bit different than the existing models of of this type of business is that we can sell to anybody whether it's you know a handful of guys on a strict budget who really want to get to the phoenix open and can only do general admission tickets and a public golf course tee time or whether it's a guy flying his pj there who wants to you know beyond 16 and and only play the best of the best of the best um irrelevant um you know th- not only has golf made a big push you know for for the the inclusion stuff um we don't want to just sell the bugatti. um there's a lot of really good BMWs out there too so you don't have <laughs> to just go
0: straight to the bugatti i mean i'd love to go straight to the bugatti but right you know. yeah jump right in. so if i wanted to maybe fine wine my my my, my wife and a uh, mm-hmm. wedding anniversary, private, private jet and all that. That's something you guys can accommodate. There. You name
1: it. I mean, literally the, the, one of the mantras of the company is that we will do as much or as little as a client requires. Um, and we do have guys that require the private jet, you know, and the, the most expensive, this and the celebrity appearance from that person. And um, but we also have people who are, you know, flying coach on jet blue, um, and they're banging out a $79 round of golf somewhere and they just want to have an experience. So, um, you know, the way that we look at it is we can sell to anybody and who's to say that the guy that's spending, uh, you know, a smaller average size deal for us today, what they're going to do in 10 years. Um, so, you know, we're not going to build a, build a business to what we want to and scale it the way that we want to, um, but by, by not being able to sell to most people.
2: So obviously like, I'm jealous of everybody who does a trip and now I kind of want to go on a trip. FOMO Uh, is a real thing, man.
1: I'm telling you, trust me. I know Uh, I I have it. every Look, I send people on trips
2: for a living and I don't
1: get to go on 99% (laughs) of them. I live in a state of FOMO.
2: So we were talking about how, you know, people want to spend money because of, you know, COVID and everything. Um, Obviously there are a lot of people that are trying to save money because of COVID and, you know, penny to penny stuff like that. Are there like financing ways you guys are financing offers where you could pay a certain amount per month type of deal, or is it all just kind of no? the price?
1: Yeah. We we've never, we've never done that. The way that it generally works though, is that you pay a 50% deposit to actually book the experience. And then depending on how, you know, how in advance you book it, the remaining balance isn't due until about 90 days. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, for example, you guys, you know, you talked about going to Scotland. Um, you know, one of the best trips you can do in Scotland, uh, because you have to avoid the old course for a couple of years. You're just not going to get on unless you pay through the nose. So, but you can go play Troon Turnberry Presswick on the West coast. Um, You can go up North and play Dornick Castle, Stewart, Cruden Bay, Royal Aberdeen. You can go South of Edinburgh and play Gullen Muirfield and North Berwick, which North Berwick is my absolute favorite round of golf outside of, of America. Um, you know, you can do a Scottish trip like that. And if you not. wanted it, that's 2023. So you're paying a deposit now and paying the rest of it 90 days
0: before you travel. Got it. Uh, do you have like a piece of advice that you might want to give our followers or our listeners? Uh, something business related, or golf related, just anything in general that you
1: um, learned? Yeah. I mean, when it comes to, I'm, <laughs> I'm not an expert on a lot of things, but I'm pretty good at this whole experience thing. Um, you know, the best advice I have for somebody now is uh, first off, plan way in advance if you want to think about a trip in 2023, you should have already done most of the work for it. Um, So call and rely on somebody else's expertise, whether you call us, I'd love you to, um, but don't try to do this yourself to save money. Um, You're not going to save money. And what you're going to end up doing is making a logistical like fatal blow. Uh, You'll book the wrong logistics and you'll end up five hours away from a place you're supposed to be. And, you know, you think, well, I looked on a map, I can figure it out. It's, it's too nuanced for that. So you're not going to pay a lot of extra money to use us because we buy better than you could. So we can make our money in that, that gray area. A good point. Um, so use use an expert plan very, very far in advance, um, and, uh, avoid the old course <laughs> because, <laughs> what it will do is it will taunt you and say, play me, come here and see me. And you can't. Um, so that's why for the next two years, you should be looking at going to Ireland instead of Scotland. That's the advice I give Yeah. Aberdeen's on my bucket list. So that's just why I wanted to go to Scotland. Aberdeen is crazy. Good. Uh, Royal Aberdeen is an amazing golf course, but Mm -hmm. not to get in politics. So please don't, you know, get at me. Anybody listening to this Trump international in Aberdeen, Is absolutely spectacular. Okay. Um, It is a new age golf course and it's a little bit tricked up. So some of the purists will say it lacks the character of a uh, of of a Turnberry or the old course or Muirfield. And it does, but
0: my God, is it fun! Uh, It's super dynamic and really fun. Are are those courses? If you plan for 2023, you shouldn't have any issue with getting on any of those kind of
1: questions. No, right right now, 2023 um, is basically pre-booking. Uh, the, the, the quote, quote, books aren't open for tea times there yet. So to have a chance of 2023, basically what you want to do is you want to book it with us now. Um, so when the books are opening, we're standing there with a checkbook saying we have this group for these days. We have this group for these days. Um, so yeah, right now, 2023, pretty much everything's in play. Um, I just try to steer everybody away from the old course for now, not because they shouldn't play it. It's Mecca of golf. It's spectacular. Um, but realistically speaking, that's a 2024 and on move. There's so many other good golf trips you can do. There's three golf trips in Scotland. You can do there's four golf trips in Ireland. You can do the second best golf trip that I've ever done is not in Ireland or Scotland. It's in England, okay. South of London. You can play five world top 100s within like an hour and a half of each other. Uh, the best 36 whole day of golf I've ever had in my life is at Sunningdale, just South of London. Okay. Um, Sunningdale. Sunningdale right. is right. it's other level, man. Right. Sunningdale, Walton Heath, Swinley forest, St. George's Hill, Royal St. George's where the open was last year and Royal Sinkports. ports. That's seven world top 100s all within about
0: three hours. What's the craziest golf story that you, that you've had. Oh, God, I have two, that was, that was, I have two questions. One was okay. that question. I put you on the spot. I know you talked.
1: No, about- I'm good. I'm good with it. I'll come up yeah. with something that I'm allowed to say on the air too.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Fire away.
1: Um, craziest golf story. Uh, you know, we, t- we alluded to it earlier. One of the craziest stories I've heard, um, my, my good buddy, this is super name droppy. So I apologize in advance, <laughs> but my good buddy, Jeremy Roenick, uh, obviously, <laughs> uh, hall of fame hockey superstar, um, really good golfer, like super annoyingly good at golf. Um, He has a story. He was at Bay Hill playing in in an event and there may or may not have been some adult beverages being consumed. (laughs) A couple of 13, 14s maybe. Yeah, there was, it was, it it got aggressive from what I gather. (laughs) And, uh, and Jeremy was uh, there was, there was a gator up um, like kind of sunning himself right on the bank of, of one of the the Bay Hill ponds or whatever. So Ronick got his camera on his phone out and you should YouTube this for anybody listening, go on YouTube and type in Jeremy Ronick trying to tackle a gator and it will pop up.
0: Definitely hitting that up. Right so after. he's
1: got a buddy, I'll he's got a right. buddy holding his camera and he's like, come on, come closer. And the buddy's like, no, you're going to grab me and throw me on the gator. Like the guy was scared. Ronick was going to do something. So no, he's like, no, 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 I'm just going to go tackle it. So he literally like dives on the ground, to try to tackle a gator. So the gator <laughs> obviously jumps in the water. So I guess after the round, they're all in the men's grill at Bay Hill, and they're at a big table, and they're they're having some beers. And I guess Arnold Palmer walks in, and like the king walks in, and the whole room knows that he Steph. walks in. And I guess he walks up and he puts his hands on the the, the shoulder of a guy sitting across the table from Ronick, and he leans over. And he says, hey, hockey boy. And I said, the story could stop now. The fact that the king called you hockey boy exactly. is amazing. But he said, leave my fucking gators alone. <laughs> All of them are terrified out there. And and Rodick was like, and he obviously busted out laughing. He was just having, he was just, you know, having a piss at him. But yeah. Um, yeah, him getting scolded by Arnold Palmer about trying to tackle one of his gators is
0: is pretty solid. It's a tough story. Yeah, it's tough tough golf story to beat. I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, And the funny thing is most of the other ones I probably am not allowed to tell, um, (laughs) we we, we have, we have a lot of fun stories, but I mean, there's so many good, like there's so many good caddy lines and so many holes and so many just little snapshots. Um, and that's the one thing that, that sticks out, right. Is that we get to have these experiences. Um, you know, I, I remember these moments distinctly. I remember the first shot I hit on number nine at County down, like that first time you play that hole is I'm not that golf nerdy and it was overwhelming. I'll never forget it. So there's so many of those um, there's obviously some fun drunken stories, Um, but uh, you know, one of the other stories that always stands out uh, and and I'll be quick, sorry. No, no, no. uh, We went on a run. It was a couple summers ago, uh, pre pandemic. We played, you know, from Marion to Pine Valley to national golf links and Shinnecock. And, uh, we went to Fisher's Island, Wingfoot, um, all top level golf. Yeah. Riviera, LACC, Bel Air. I mean, we did, it was Muirfield village and Scioto. And we did something like 20 world top 50 golf courses. And at the end of it, people were asking like, what the hell, like, what do you remember most about it? And what I remember most about it is, um, The amount of money that Jr. Smith buys in swag at pro shops, (laughs) and you guys, you guys probably saw when he went to Pine Valley. I don't know how much he spent. I'm not going to put his his, but put him on the spot. Yeah, it was it was aggressive, and I I mean, I think you know he probably would have chosen different path now. Um, But (laughs) we we started the hashtag for a little while that no pro shop is safe. Um, (laughs) We're big fans of swag and seeing him like a uh like a kid uh, you know on christmas shop, morning walking into these yeah, pro okay. shops that was a pretty pretty fun experience and it was it was funny too i go back to these places nobody remembers me they just remember that i was the guy with jr J. R. smith and like where is he like we need the pro shop to you know pump up some more sales <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome i know you were talking about jr smith and you guys did uh you guys recorded some you said five episodes.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, JR and I one day were, were just, you know, we talked a lot and just geek out about golf and, you know, what are we doing next kind of thing. And, uh, one day we said, we should actually just record this. Um, and then that turned into, we should record it, um, turn it into a podcast and then maybe invite some of our, you know, I say our celebrity friends, but clearly he's got a few more than me. (laughs) um, And, uh, and just talk golf and, you know, kind of barbershop meets the pro shop. So we, one day we went and literally banged out five episodes. Um, you know, we interviewed, uh, some great guys, my buddy, Bryce Petty, um, uh, obviously former quarterback for the jets and, and played at Baylor. Um, my father-in-law, Kerry Fraser for any hockey nuts out there, they'll know him, Jeremy Roenick, um, and Ray Allen, uh, came on the show. So we did it for fun. Um, and obviously got some great feedback, but that's when Jr. decided to go back to school um, and obviously you know play golf at North Carolina and Which to tell you how proud I am of what he's doing and you know the the push he's doing for golf and and for himself, it's fantastic to see and, and to hear about. Um, but anyhow, so we put it on pause, but we are coming out uh, with a uh, it will be a str- on a streaming channel. Um, it will be launched uh, late August of this year, and we will be doing eight episodes of basically our version of a pro shop meets a barbershop. Uh, we'll get some of celebrity friends and athletes and some actors and some folks, and we're going to go to their home home courses, play some golf, you know, have a beer or two, smoke a cigar and talk about golf experiences and why golf and the perspective of why golf is so different for every person that that question, uh, <laughs> just starts an entire show, right? You can just say, why did you start playing golf? And it's different for everybody, but it's what brings us
0: all together. So that's, that's a really cool part of, uh, of what the show is going to be. It sounds fantastic. JR Smith is such a talented person too. I mean, obviously a champion, NBA champ athlete, two time, two time. And now he's going back to college. He's playing, playing golf on a collegiate level and he just, the, the game is we've talked about before is evolving. It's growing. Um, and like you said, you weren't really big into golf beforehand before the travel. It's it's just funny how really how big the golf community is, but how small it feels. Right. It's like so many people can connect. And I think that that show was going to be fantastic. How...
1: well I, I appreciate it. It's funny to me that the perspective that golf gave me is that I'm friends with people. That I would have never, ever, ever been friends with had it not been for chasing that little stupid white ball around the golf course. (laughs) Um, Literally people that are the polar opposite in most parts of their life. But we love and respect that game so much that it does bring people together. And, you know, it's really, really cool, you know, of seeing the inclusion, uh, the change in style. Um, you know, I know you guys can't actually see me, but like I'm wearing Grayson cause I love the Grayson stuff. I wear nothing but Jordan or Nike golf shoes. Um, you know, hell the, the East side golf hoodies, um, so sweet. I love those. You know, yeah. A guy with a gold rope chain hitting a driver. I mean, what's better than that. Um, so the fact that golf is becoming cool, um, <laughs> and, and it's, it's being more inclusive. Um, the fact that a guy like Jr is bringing such recognition um, to HBCUs, to, to college golf, to, you know, the programs and, and people that may not have seen it otherwise. Uh, that's all great. It, it can't do, it can do nothing but positive things for the game that that we all love.
0: Yep. I, I agree. Um, I, Ryan, I appreciate your time. Uh, we would love to have you back on maybe even like said, Jr. Smith, if you find some time, uh, we can try to get something before or after your uh, show premieres.
1: Yeah. I would, I would love to try to get on. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know, he's, uh, he's a little harder to pin oh, down. Yeah. Than me.
0: No, absolutely. Um, not to try to no, put we, him on the spot. Love,
1: we'd love to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, the fact is, is we're all, we're all fighting the same fight here. We want to spread and talk about the game that we love. And, um, I appreciate y'all having me on. I, I always, you know, I've been on a, a, a bunch of different pods and, and things and I always tell everybody, I apologize. I ramble, I get excited. <laughs> so I'm sorry that I yipped your ear off the entire time, but I love this shit, man. Um, that's I talk we about it, it all day, every day. And I love it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. We appreciate it. Um, again, no, we, we, we are the same boat. We love to talk. And that's kind of the reason why we started the podcast to give other people a platform to see how, how, how they, how they can grow the game and how they've, uh, um, adapted. And so I, I appreciate it. And again, we should, uh, definitely link up again and we're absolutely. definitely we'll, going to use all access though. We're definitely, I'm going to use that.
1: Yeah, but hey man, anybody come reach out at us. Uh, you know the the instagram is at all access gte uh you can feel free to hit me up directly um at argano33 r g a n o 3 3 go to the website which is allaccessgte.com um and uh feel free I man we want to help we want to help everybody do um and knock those the, the bucket list trips out of there and knock experiences and it's not just ireland and scotland we do domestic stuff too whistling yeah. Straits and pebble beach and you have one you know, pinehurst uh, and song. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You have one for sawgrass.
1: Yeah. Sawgrass. I mean, bring a lot of golf balls, man. <laughs> place is freaking hard.
2: That's bet. That's my dream hole is six. 17, 17. 17 Part three, yeah. yeah. I'm all, we talked about the waste management. So I'm like 16. No, no,
1: no. Seven. Yeah, 17 at sawgrass is, I mean, for what, 132 yards or whatever
2: it plays. I am perfectly um, happy donating a dozen balls into the water just think, to get it on that green. I
1: think on a given day, they only let you hit three. I think oh, they really? literally like let you pin up three of them. You're going to, you're going to house a rocket one into the crap. You're going to pull one. And you know, it, it's tough. Um, but it, Ryan it's from all access
0: told it. me that I could hit five. He, yeah, there you go.
1: Just tell them, tell him Ryan said so. And then yeah. when they escort you off the course and you don't get to play 18, just don't come yell at me.
0: I won't. Thanks again, Ryan. Appreciate your time, bud.
1: No worries, guys. Thanks. Take care.
0: (laughs)